Hello and welcome to Bear Football, part of the Barroom Network. It's a late night edition after the Sunday night game. The Bears fall to the Packers 27 to 10 in a game that is frustrating and aggravating and mystifying and a lot of questions surrounding this team afterwards. I'm John Buffone. Joining me is Danny Shimon and Tyler Gaines. Ellis, gentlemen, thanks for being uh, up late with us to talk about this game. Second half, you saw some adjustments. You saw David Montgomery get more involved with this offense. But at the end of the day, the Bears fall. They don't get a touchdown that might have been a touchdown. But more importantly, I'm going to start off by saying you run the ball down the Packers' throat the entire way down the field. You're on the one-inch yard line, and you go into shotgun to try to find a way into the end zone when you've been bowling them over with David Montgomery the whole time. If you don't have confidence in your line to get an inch, then what the hell were you doing the entire way down the field on that, on that drive? I don't know if anyone on the show agrees with the shotgun Justin Fields run, but I thought it was absolute BS. I know he probably got in. I know it was probably a touchdown, but it, it was aggravating to me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm old school, but I think that you can make a statement to say, we're going to blow your asses off the line. We're going to get an inch to get us back into the ball game. That's where we're going to start off. Gentlemen, where do you stay on that? Danny, I'll start with you. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they were getting that ball down the field. You know, at halftime, we talked about the Bears coming back out and and establishing the run game. You know, David Montgomery was was fabulous in that first that first drive where they scored a touchdown. You know, I said get get back to running the football, and they did eventually, right? And they just right right down the field, and then they got cute, right? He got into that shotgun at, at fourth down, at fourth and one. It's like, all right, just just get in the eye formation. You have a fullback, hand it off, even if. You fake it and you and you roll out Justin Fields. Now you allow him to kind of get out of the pocket, break, break, you know, get away from the big bodies and maybe try and roll him for the, to the end zone. So, you know, having said all that, I, I do think he scored. I think that was evident. I'm not sure what they're looking at replay, but I think that ball did break the plane. So I think that was a touchdown, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, also the passing game, you know, I know they're they're trying, and this is something I talked about. They're going to do is is they're going to kind of just rely on the run game and just kind of bring Justin along in the passing game. But he's seven of eleven today in terms of you know only eleven attempts. I mean, do you, do you actually think you're going to go down and beat Green Bay in Green Bay with just eleven passing attempts? I'm not saying throw it forty times, fifty times, but you got to do a little bit more, some more creativity in terms of you know getting that ball down the field and all that stuff. So you know, just just a a ton of ton of questions for me in terms of the offensive game plan for today. You know, you're running the ball great that first drive, and all of a sudden you went away from it. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's just confusion. But uh, it, it would have been huge. You get that touchdown, make it a one-score game. But then we saw what the Packers did when they got the ball back, right? Drove right down the field and, and got a field goal. So, it's it's obviously it's, – it's, this is this is a, a step up in class that Bears not ready for in terms of talent, in terms of overall, you know, uh, um, overall in terms of a team, you know, both offense, defense, special teams. So, uh, it's it's something that they gave an effort. I, I like the fact that they fought back in the second half. They didn't just you know put their heads in between their their, their legs and just kind of you know took their beating. They kind of fought back, showed that 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 uh, the youthful you know, exuberance and and did not want to just give up on the game. But uh, unfortunately, you know the, the better team won. Gaines, you're uh, joining us for the first time tonight. What's your takeaway? Um. Well, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sucks. I just gave away my mortgage. But um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was. I mean, John, I, I'm trying to be positive, bro. And I was like, ah, 
but no, um, truthfully, we got more work to do. Um, I just saw, I mean, we had, we probably had double digit missed tackles and that's, 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 that's the main thing. Um, we could have had tackles for a loss that ended up being like seven yard gains and eight yard gains. And so, um, we still got some growing. We still have a ton of growing to do. Um, Kyler Gordon, in my opinion, definitely needs some. Um, did not, not. I don't want to say just some work. I know he's still getting adjusted to that nickel position. Um, but he did. A, he had that one great um, de, um defense in the end zone. Um, I'm not. I'm not pissed. I'm just like kind of just like, damn. I thought we were there. I was hoping we were like we're there. Even if we didn't come away with the win, which I definitely thought we were going to win this game. I did take the money line because I just felt like we were going to get the pressure and we did get the pressure, but it was just like, either we got the sack or he, or, or, or he made his pay times too. And so um, that's where I'm at with, I saw a couple of different good things, John, but it really comes from the missed tackles um, overall that we just couldn't stop him. Yeah. I thought David Montgomery really came alive in the second half. I liked that he became uh, the showpiece. They were breaking off it whenever they'd make a mistake and it was second and 20 or he was picking, he was picking up the first downs on 20 yard run. So it was nice to see that. But Danny, to your point, how many games are you going to win throwing the ball 11 times? Uh, and, and especially against a team like green Bay, where you're going to have to put up points and say what you want about the refs and the missed calls. And there probably was going to be a touchdown. I get all, I get all that, but uh, at some point, your quarterback's got to play quarterback. And and I the, I know their game plan and what they were doing, and they were pushing the ball down the field, or they were getting the ball down the field, running the ball. But even if they score there, let's just say they get, let's just say they do score a touchdown there, and they get the ball back with a couple minutes left. You need your quarterback to probably throw the ball down the field because you're probably not going to have enough time just to keep running it. So uh, what what do you think? Is this really, a, in your opinion, is this really just? The Bears are going to take it super, super slow with Justin Fields, and next week he might throw it 15 times, and by the end of the season, hell, he might hit 20. Like, is this is this really just a coddling process, or what? What what's going on? Well, I mean, like, and then although maybe you can check this, I think last weekend he threw more, he had more passing attempts than than this week, and last week he played in the monsoon. So I, I'm curious to see what the, what the stats are for for last weekend's game. But yeah, I mean, and, and I expect them to kind of bring him along slowly. But again, you're falling into a situation here with with 11 passing attempts versus a, a team like Green Bay. I, I understand, you know, you're 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 trying to kind of bring this kid along slowly here, but you know, at, at some point you're gonna have to let the, let the reins loose. Again, I'm not trying to say you know 40 pass attempts, 40 dropbacks, 50 dropbacks nothing like that no no way but you know let's get into the 20s let's get let's get into the to the high teens at least i mean it's it's 11 passing attempts but 17 last week in a monsoon 17 there you go. 17 last week in, in a monsoon uh and only on 11 today right so that, that's the thing that's kind of disappoints me was like i'm not sure what the offensive game plan was you know i talked about it again i'm repeating myself here first drive awesome you david montgomery was a focal point of that drive you guys went down the field touchdown great and then he kind of went away with that right and you went and it was a lot of three and outs you know, I think they didn't get a first down uh, after that first series up until that that second, you know, in, in the second half, right? So that's, that tells you, like, the offense just was not clicking. So, uh, again, uh, offensive game plan today was a little bit little bit mystifying for me. Uh, defensively, like I said, that, that first half they were getting gashed with the run. Kind of shorted up a little bit in that second half. Still had some some big runs there but by, by with Aaron Jones. But, uh yeah, just just offensively they, they couldn't, you know, kind of complement that defense, what they were putting – today in terms of effort on on the football field so we'll see what happens next week when when they come back out again but yeah you you got you got to kind of ramp up the offensive passing game here uh sooner rather than later for me 
Yeah, and and Tyler, you know, a lot of people were talking about, well, he, who's he throwing it to? Maybe the receivers aren't getting open. Where's Cole Komet? Where's Darnell Mooney? Are why are they not getting separation? Where where do you see this falling as? Is this is this a is this a fair balance of Fields not getting the opportunity to throw the ball, and maybe there aren't people getting open? Or where, what? Why do we see such a lack of at least trying to get the passing game a little bit more involved? The fact where we can't even get twenty pass attempts. I mean, Luke Getty talked about it at a, one of the last press conferences. They have a game plan, and um, they, he said they're going to stick to it. Um, I was hoping for some severe halftime adjustments um, to try to get those people involved. Um, I think I saw he tried to force it to um, Cole a couple times. But um, separation, or, separation or not, you see quarterbacks going after their guy. I mean, you saw that throughout the entire NFL today. Um, guys going to people in double, triple coverage. Mark Andrews, triple coverage. Lamar still going to him, like even with the flat wide open because they develop that trust and bond. And so I just feel like not just they're taking them around slow, but when you have those many, those many less attempts, you're more nervous to do so because you're not really warmed up to the idea to go in there. And so it's, it's really kind of conflicting. Because we're talking about 11 pass attempts, and one of them was an interception. So it's like so we're talking about 10 pass attempts. Like that's that's kind of that's kind of crazy to even say. Like we were hoping we were hoping Darnell Mooney or Cole would have 10 receptions each. That's what we're kind of that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for out of our upgraded offense. And so, um, but I'm fa- I'm falling back. I'm I'm cautioning restraint with judgment just because um this coaching staff, I just want to see how they adjust. We saw how the previous regime, how they would adjust, not adjust. Um, I'm still gonna fall back to this coaching staff to see, okay, they caught us early. How are we gonna come back? How how can we come back from this? How can we come back from this? Um we're 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 not there yet. I was I still got this pick to win the division. God, God bless me. God <laughs> they give me a they, they, they give me a thousand. They give me a thousand and one odds. They give me a thousand odds. <laughs> Fifty bucks, two grand. Like, come on. There's there's a reason for that. <laughs> but uh, I, let, let's. I'm gonna try to put some perspective on this. I'm still really really pissed off about the goal line call, the shotgun call. I'm not gonna try to dwell on that for too long. I hated it because I just feel like prove yourself blow them off the line and prove that you're you deserve to be on the same field uh but let's let's put this in perspective looking at the schedule before the year no one picked no one assumed that the bears were to go into lambeau and win this game so uh, no one no one and quite frankly it if they if they don't get the the turnover uh early in the in the second half and uh they some things don't go their way as far as a bad snap off of christian watson you could have seen this been a 31 to 10 game very quickly in the second half it just didn't it just didn't work like that uh so um they would this is not a game that we we all thought was oh that's a win you're gonna have to have that win so they did they did kind of stick around to the end which you do appreciate but what irritates me is you had a chance to really get in the game. You had a chance to really compete in the game. You could, you could have pulled it within one score in the fourth quarter and one more break your way, and all of a sudden it could be a tie game. Like the opportunity was there to take advantage of an opportunity, uh, right. and so that that that's what irritates me the most. Because if they were getting the blows, the the doors blown off them, and they were down by thirty, I would just be like, hurry up and get this clock done so we can get into the show. Right. But uh, the fact of the matter was there was an actual opportunity there to put your stamp on the game and, and they, they couldn't do that. So uh, John, that, the big opportunity, John, I was the, the big opportunity was two quick NFC victories. 
that 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 would have been just huge. Oh yeah. And and then um then the Packers obviously getting two divisional losses. And so it's really surprising that we didn't stay in the attack mode, like you said. Like mm-hmm. with David Montgomery looked fresh. He looked like he had fresh cutting legs um coming out. And he just looked like he really wanted to run. Those holes, a couple holes were there that he didn't have last week. And so is it, it, some, some things were very surprising. I'm interested to see what the coaches say in their press conference. Luke is very – they're kind of transparent a little bit. And so I'm, I, I kind of want to hear what they say when that audio comes up. But um, a question that I have for Danny. Um, Danny, like just your thoughts, bro, on Justin. Because I believe in that guy. I love that guy. I actually got – I was on Molly and Hall yesterday. And um, they were talking about Justin. Um, is Justin just still – is he is he still just like a kid happy to be starting in the NFL? Or, like, do you feel like he's just still settling to having a starting job? Because, like, throwing a pass after the line of scrimmage, then scrambling that last interception, I felt like he could have scrambled for more yards before throwing that last pick. What do you think? Yeah, for me, it Justin, it's obviously for, uh, the way I'm looking at it, Justin, I'm, I'm approaching it. This is his rookie year because I think last year, I know he yeah. got 12 starts last year, but I mean, that was a that was a, a messed up staff. That, that, that was a offensive game plan that didn't fit his style. I think this staff is coming in, kind of starting fresh, kind of just bringing them along slowly here. And it's something that I had predicted, like I said, just kind of go, rely on the running game, rely on David Montgomery, rely on Khalil Herbert, and kind of pound that air and, and then just kind of bring them along slowly, kind of like how the Patriots did with Mac Jones last year. You saw how that first couple of weeks, it was like four, or five, six weeks, they were just kind of bringing him along. He wasn't really, you know, that many attempts or anything like that. It was more than 11 in the game, that's for sure. But, you know, they're kind of bringing him along in terms of the passing game. And by the end of the season, you know, he was a guy that was kind of humming in, in, in terms of that offense. So that's why I see Justin Fields now. You know, with, with me, in terms of what I saw today, again, a couple of times he held on to the ball a little bit too long. There was a couple of times also where I, I liked his pocket presence. He, he felt the pressure, kind of got away, you know, uh, from the pressure, and then it was able to either, you know, dump the ball off or, or just, you know, run maybe get a couple yards. That, that, that one play where he went over the line of scrimmage, now, obviously, that's something you, you kind of have to know your surroundings, going to have to know where that line is and can be. He, he was like two yards over that line of scrimmage. So that's something that you guys can have to get better at there. But, you know, it's, it's something like I think I guess just is like for me, it's, he's a rookie. He's just kind of working his way up and getting his confidence going here and there. I, I just think that, you know, unfortunately, the weapons are what they are right now. And then that that play to um, the interception to St. Brown. I mean, I think St. Brown could have done a better job of coming towards a ball. Again, Justin was kind of rolling away from the action and then not just kind of throwing it to the sideline. I think Brown just kind of like let that try to let that ball come to him where J.R. Alexander made a hell of a play. You see why that kid's an all-pro cornerback, one of the higher-paid cornerbacks in the NFL. He came across the field, cut across that play, undercut that throw, and made a hell of an interception. So that's a hell of a play by by J.R. Alexander, but also I think St. Brown could have done a better job maybe coming towards the football and making a play. Again, you know, they're going to break it down. You're going to look at it in multiple different ways. But just kind of going back again to to what John had said earlier was – you know, a lot of people have the Bears at 0-2 right now, right, after the first two opponents. The fact that they're 1-1, I, th- I think, is, is a positive start, right? This is a, a game. Guys, like, and I'm, Tyler, I know you had them winning this week, but, you know, I think, John, you and I both were, like, kind of more realistic. Like, I don't think they're going to go in and pull off a victory. You know, they could have got a little closer with that touchdown, which, I again, I think was a touchdown. But um, they're 1-1, and now they got teams that I think they can beat. I think Houston at home. Uh, I think that, that you know that's a winnable game. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying going out there something guaranteed they're gonna win that victory, but it's it's a game they could win. And then they got the Giants and New York. Giants are obviously a two and but I think I, they're still not you know a powerful two and for me. They're still a you know might be a little bit lucky two and So I think those are two winnable games. 
You yeah. come out of those, whether you're three and one, two and two, I think you're still in the midst of this here. And again, what you're trying to do here is if you're met Eberflus, you're just trying to build that culture. You're not trying to build that positive you know, energy here. And you're, you're trying to kind of kind of building blocks, you know, step by step, step by step. And for me, if they get seven or eight victories this season, I think it's, it's a good, good first year for Matt Eberflus setting, setting your, you know, your goal, setting your foundation here. And in terms of uh, going back to Tyler, your question, yeah, I, I just want to see, you know, him, Justin, just get better and better and better. So, um, you know, pocket presence is getting a little better, uh, you know, got to be, you know, do better in terms of, you know, uh, when you're rolling out, you know, if you're going to hit some guy like, like St. Brown coming across, maybe lead him a little bit further along. So, you know, there's, there's things he can pick and pick and choose here in his game, but I'm definitely looking for some of the, those incremental steps here as he gets better and better. Toward the end of the season, I expect Justin to be, you know, a well-established in terms of the passing game. And, and if you look at this schedule coming up, because you mentioned it, uh, Danny, is the fact that they got the Texans next week. They're not world beaters. You got the Giants after that. And then you do have uh, then you do have to go and play the Vikings, which is going to be quite quite a challenge. But in the next uh, four, actually five weeks, you have the Texans, the Giants the Vikings, but then you have the Commanders, who don't look all that great. You also have the Patriots, who I watched that entire game with the with the Steelers today. They're nothing special. I mean, they're 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 nothing that they're, it's nothing that you're gonna say like, oh, there's there's no way the Bears can't win that game. And then in week eight, you have the Cowboys, and we're not even sure if Dak Prescott's gonna be back for that game. So you actually have some winnable games in the next, you know, four or five weeks where you can really test against probably teams that are more in the Bears talent range, so to speak, to see where they see where they can uh, find people that are going to actually contribute to this team, not just this year, but beyond. Uh, and one of those things I, I really wanted to get your opinion on, Danny, was do we is do you think maybe there's also a lack of passing attempts or at least this could be a contributing factor because they're worried about the pass protection. The run blocking is working fine. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you see any issues with pass protection, or what was your over your overview uh, or overview of the line today or tonight? Yeah, like I talked about, I think run blocking was was pretty good. Even on that on that touchdown, that that disputed non touchdown for for Fields. If, if you look, if he had I don't know if you just didn't see it to his right, there was a, a nice big gap there, kind of kind of over that that left guard. Or I'm sorry, right guard. He could have kind of easy, probably easily kind of dove into the end zone. So that, I mean, I think the the offense line run blocking is pretty pretty good. Pass blocking, I think Larry Boron probably had his worst game as a Bear that I've seen him play in terms of pass protection. He I, he was beaten a couple times by by Rashawn Gary. Um, so you know, again, you know, that, that's something that you have to kind of work on there as well. So uh, you know, I, I, I think overall, Braxton Jones, the rookie, I think he did a solid job at, at left tackle. I mean, Whitehair is solid as well. I think I think for me that the right side was a little, a little worrisome today with with Borum there at right tackle in terms of pass protection. But in terms of, of a run blocking, I think you know Tevin Jenkins did a solid job. I did notice that when, when they were going predominantly, and this this has just been you know coincidence in terms of the, the rotation, and all that stuff. But when the Bears did kind of fall into that hole, we have to start passing uh, mode. Uh, I did I noticed that. Uh, Lucas Patrick was in that right guard instead of Tevin Jenkins. So I'm not sure, again, if that was just by, by you know, by choice or if that was just kind of like the whole rotation thing working out. But, uh, yeah, definitely something's got to show up in, in the pass protection. But, you know, again, John, you know, this is the offensive line, right? I don't see, you know, uh, any all pros coming off the bench in, in two or three weeks to, to help kind of show up the offensive line. This is who we're going to have to work with for the rest of the season. And the Bears knew that coming in. So, you know, it, that, that shouldn't deter them from just, you know, not, you know, throwing a football down a football field. So there was that one nice play where it looks like uh, Mooney had 
being this guy to the inside was down the field. Uh, Justin just kind of overthrew him. And I think if he had kind of led him more towards the inner in a portion, more towards the, uh, the opposite hash mark, I think Mooney had an inside step. That could have been a nice big play, but I got Justin overthrew him down the field. And that was just an incompletion. So you got to take some shots down the field, kind of try, try and, and go ahead and, and, you know, kind of, you know, make these defensive, you know, backs kind of stand, you know, stand our toes back there. And another thing it was Byron Pringle, other than that, that false start, I didn't see him do anything today right. in, in this football game. I, I didn't even see him actually in the first half. I don't know if you guys saw him even getting any snaps in the first half. So I don't know if there was some sort of disciplinary thing. It was, was it was a whole thing in terms of what their offensive game plan was. But that was a guy that was brought in here as a as a as a positive. Was a guy that can kind of come in and contribute. So uh, I did I did like the connection with St. Brown and 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 feel that I think kind of see that chemistry growing there as well. So you need more guys to to kind of you know develop and and I don't know about you guys, but you know I think a lot of our fans or a lot of listeners are expecting Cole Komet to be like the next Travis Kelsey. Guys, he's not Travis Kelsey type, right? He's not going to be a, a big play kind of guy in a passing game. So I think he's more of a red zone guy. I know I see a lot of guys in the chat rooms talking about Cole Komet being a bust. You know, I don't know if he's a bust, but I'm, I'm just saying like he's a guy we got to kind of lower our expectations and know this guy's a more of an inline Y tight end. You know, think like I said, Kyle Rudolph more than Travis Kelsey. So he's once a guy you get into the red zone. I think he's a guy who can become a nice option there with his size, with his catch radius. So um, I definitely want these are the guys I'm looking forward to as the season progresses and, and the Bears kind of with, with along with Fields kind of get better in terms of you know growing that passing game. So let, let's switch sides of the ball because the, the defense had its fair shares of ups and downs uh, in this game, uh, predominantly not being able to do anything in, <laughs> to stop the rushing attack of Green Bay. Uh, Tyler, I know you're big on culture setting and what the d- game plan has to be in mindset. Uh, when 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 you're getting sli- sliced and diced like that, um, what can it do to one's mentality? And how did you, what did, how does your overall view, I guess your overall opinion of this defense tonight? I mean, honestly, and I'm just, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. I expected Roquan to, to play like a top five linebacker. And honestly, going back to why I picked the Bears to win the game, because I felt like we would be in position and we would make the play. And we were in position and didn't make the play. And that's what I saw because even when they when they when they kicked out the counters to the left or to the right, Roquan is great in sideline and sideline speed. But I felt like he didn't make the play sometimes, and, so, and like even some of our guys that were coming in to make the play behind behind the line, like we just did. We honestly, they, what do they call it? Loafs. They call mm. they, they're going to get graded. They're going to they're going to be a bunch of loafs on the play on the on in this game because we were in position, John. Like legit, like and Rogers was frustrated in the first half. He was like, "Damn!" Like, he was like, "Damn, give me some time." But then, like, we just couldn't be consistent. And so, like, um, what I saw, I, I saw growth. <laughs> better than last year isn't great. But it's <laughs> well, I guess and they're gonna take that away. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, damn, it's better than last year. But it's just like, I mean, three sacks. I mean, Travis Gibson. You know, you, you're happy for a guy who has the effort. And even when we're down by two scores, I'm like, I'm like, all right, all we need is a stop and two touchdowns. I mean, you saw Tua today, 200 yards, four touchdowns in the fourth quarter after being down by 25 points to Lamar Jackson. And so you just think, like, are we just missing that talent? But from a defensive perspective, it's just like we got to be able to execute because honestly, damn this dude, number 12. 
the guy is a surgeon. The guy is a legit surgeon with the with, with the football. And he knew Ro- Roquan is like heavy a little bit. He overplayed it and he took that slant to, um, across the middle. And it was just like easy for him to do. I'm like, damn, Roquan, you just should have stayed at home a little bit, bro. Because when Roquan went to the sideline, he gave up underneath. And so I just didn't see his execute in, while we were in position. And I felt like that gave Rodgers confidence. Danny, I'm going to swing that over to you because there was a lot of uh, chatter on Twitter about Roquan Smith's performance tonight. And uh, actually, I saw multiple. Uh, mul- now, I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw multiple people saying, move him back to the middle, which I'm not sure. I don't know what that's going to do at this point. I don't know if you want to shake up your entire rotation like that. But what was your assessment uh, of Roquan and I guess the linebacking core in general? Yeah, I mean, Roquan and Moro love the, love the team and tackles will love him. But, but the thing was, they're making those tackles down the field, you know, five, six, seven yards down the field. So for me, it, guys, it all starts up, up front, right? Defensive line, I think they're getting blown off the, the line of scrimmage in terms of the, the defensive tackles, uh, both inside. And then, you know, even the ends were, were, were just kind of not chasing correctly. And I think once there was, a, there was one great play where you saw Roquan kind of scraping along the, uh, along the line of scrimmage there and, and got Aaron Jones. But again, he got him out of bounds, but it was two yards. It was two yards to gain, and it was after two yards. So that's the thing. It was it was that they, up front they weren't doing a good job of, of occupying those blockers and creating those lanes, those creases for Roquan and Morrow to go and shoot up those gaps and get upfield and make plays. Now there were times where Roquan, got, I saw him got sp- spun around. So I mean, that, again, when you're a linebacker, you want to kind of take on those those you know blockers and kind of stack and shed and and, and make a play. But Roquan's more of a sideline and sideline speed guy as opposed to a thumper in the middle. So um, you know, I, I think again, he's playing a new position. I'm not making excuses for the kid, but you know, if, if you want to be get paid type top linebacker money, you're gonna have to come come up and make plays every weekend and week out. So I, I, it wasn't one of his best games, but it wasn't a, a horrible game, you know, by far either, too. So for me, my hey, my, my guy, Kyler Gordon, is, is yeah, I know he's a rookie. He was getting a lot of bad. He was getting a lot of criticism tonight. I, I, Kyle Gordon, I know he's a rookie, and and, and one thing is uh, coming out of Washington, I saw him as an outside corner. I didn't see him as an inside slot corner. Obviously, the Bears coaches think differently, and I, that's something that so far doesn't look good for me. Now, they, give him credit; the guy is is tough. The guy will come down and stick his nose in there, try and make a play, but you got to make a tackle, right? And there was one play where he came down and didn't set a hard edge, left that left that edge open for for the running back to go ahead and bounce the run outside, and gain another first. I believe it was Aaron Jones again. So. You know, if you're going to yeah. come down, you're going to play around the line of scrimmage. You are a physical kid. You're going to have to kind of play. I, again, he's a rookie, so I'll give him some some leeway here. But he's a guy that so far has not looked good for me inside as, as a slot cornerback. And I think coming in, my scouting report on him was he was an outside corner, not an inside slot corner. And All right. We, general, uh, real go quick, ahead, go ahead. No, go, go. Um, you finish this up. Danny, like, I agree with you, bro. I wanted him to be on the outside. But I think the fear was, if if it wasn't Gordon at the nickel at the slot, that first touchdown pass would have been a touchdown pass. Um, in 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 his zone that he deflected, I wanted Gordon on the outside just to have Johnson, just to have that shirt up. But I feel we we as a Bears team, we've been so bad at the slot nickel position for so long. I mean, bust the screen just didn't work out the way I wanted him to work out, in my personal opinion. And Rodgers tried to take advantage of him, but you're right, bro, he wasn't tackling. And I, I'm hoping that these guys get upset. We saw Brisker get taken advantage of too. I'm hoping Roquan, Gordon, these guys get upset, John, and they literally lay it on the tech. Our guy, Lovey Smith. I hope they lay, lay it on, lay it on them next week. But real quick, I just wanted to ask, I just want to ask a quick question, John. John, whoever wants to answer, 
because what we're talking about, we're talking about the schedule coming up. Carson Wentz threw for forty through forty times, forty two times today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Against the, they were down by the, they were down twenty one to zero, but Carson Wentz ended up with three hundred yards. You know what I mean? And then and then they get Gibson, their running backs that had over like fourteen attempts rushing and they scored a touchdown. And so like, are, do we have the talent? I know next year is going to be mm-hmm. great. I know next year is going to be great, but do we have the talent? And are these coaches going to put us in a good position that it doesn't affect our psyche? I think so. And just I, I saw Carson Wentz do some Carson Wentz things today as well. They were they were not overly <laughs> impressive. So I, that, I'm not I'm not I'm not too worried about that. Uh, but uh, to, to your overall question, I think that the culture is still being set. Now mm-hmm. that's a lot easier to do. Uh, in the early part of the season and you want to make sure that the season doesn't get completely away from you because it's it's, sometimes it's it'd be hard to build a culture and keep being rah rah here's what we're going to do here's the standard we have oh by the way we're three and 13 Uh, so you want to make sure that you I think that a lot of people I, I don't necessarily like the oh I don't care about the record as long as I see growth I think wins show growth and I think also winning helps growth so I, I need to see a balance of both of those I, I I don't necessarily buy into they could go one and 16 and then just you know they they build an awesome culture I think that they're I mean I'm not expecting them to you know make the playoffs or even be like a, a you know a big formidable team but if they're able to stick around that 500, you can see that that's the that is the base for what they're building on next year. It's it's much easier to say, hey, this worked. We 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 were a scrappy team. We we beat San Francisco. Maybe they go and they, they you know they they rattle off a few wins here and they say this is that we're buying into this mentality uh, instead of. But if they, if they just start losing and losing and losing and losing. You're gonna stop. You, you know, all that hits stuff isn't gonna carry the same amount of water it did four or five weeks ago. So uh, I think that, that it it's it they can continue to build that culture, but you need to have some success along the way. And in terms of talent, your question, in terms of talent, yeah, overall talent, it's not there yet. But I think you can continue, like John said, build that culture, build that winning program, and so that incoming talent will know how to act. And then Don Burr, real quick, we're not turning on picks after two games. We're just saying that I scouted. Uh, Kyler Gordon come out of Washington as an outside corner. I didn't see him playing nickel corner in the NFL. And, and so that's what we're not turning on. I, I, I said he's a rookie. He's a guy's going to get better. But I see him more as, as an outside corner than inside. And it looks like uh, Matt Eberflus is at the is at the podium. Before we go to his press conference, I do want to bring in. It's a late night show, so we need all the help we can get. We're gonna bring in a contributor to the bar room, uh, Jordan Silvera. Go on, come on in and listen to the uh, press conference with us, and then you can join in the conversation uh, as as uh, after Eberflus is done wraps up here. Um, I'd have to look at the tape. I'd have to look at the tape. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think it was some penalties. Um, you know, I know we went three and out. I think it was three three and outs there where some penalties and uh, some TFLs that got us behind the sticks. It's first out efficiency. You know, when you don't have first out efficiency, it makes it harder. And we have to do a better job with that. Yeah, I mean, I always think that on offense you have to have balance, you know. So we're gonna have to look at that, and we'll look at that, you know, as we as we assess the game and evaluate the game. And and uh, but man, the way we were running it, I mean, shoot, we were running it really well, and we were still in the game at that point. So um, we were going with what was working for us. 
Well, yeah, I mean, to me, you know, my eyes are always, always drawn to the defense and uh, a little bit because uh, my background. And I would say the tackling, we have to do a better job. But individually, look, look at the individual and the technique and break down those those ones he did tackle well and they didn't, you know, do well. Leverage, angles, tackling, we call it cupping the ball. We have to do a better job with that. And that limits the big plays. And uh, we have to do that tomorrow and, and, that, and tonight. And take a look at that because you look at Eddie Jackson, he tackled very well. You know, he was, a, he was, he was, I don't think he missed one. And but if you look at some of the younger guys, they, they maybe did miss a couple, and maybe it was more angles and, and technique and fundamentals. So we got to do a better job. Yeah, I mean, this is the NFL, right? Everybody's got good players, right? Everybody has good players, and we're going to face that every week. And, uh, you know, the young guys are in there for a reason, right? The, the experience they're getting right now is invaluable uh, to our football team. So they're going to continue to play, and they're going to continue to get better, and they're going to continue to perform well. So uh, tonight wasn't uh, wasn't the best night for some of those guys, but, uh, again, coach and player, we got to do a better job. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that, you know, when you get them to third down, you got to get off, uh, number one. And you got to, you know, like I said, we were behind the sticks those three times, and they end up cashing in on there. So that was how it worked. You know, the rest of the three quarters were, were decent, but you can't you can't play like that in the NFL. Every play matters. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that, that right there is a, that's cupping the ball right there. So that's uh, coming out of the stack, and the guys in the second level have to get over top of those blocks. You know, they turn it back to the defensive linemen that are running inside out. And I think it was, uh, it was one of our linebackers got cut off at that point and ended up creating a hole for us. Um, so we got to do a better job with that play. That's a, that's a common play that people run in that get back on track situation. Yeah, that's just getting out of the stack. Like I said, you got to force the ball on the outside. So you got to hammer, 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 and then you got to turn it back to the D linemen that are coming inside out. You know, and the play gets hopefully, you know, six yards or seven yards, you know, at worst. But uh, when you don't get a guy over the top, sometimes they cut the ball back inside or take the ball outside. I'm not sure exactly what happened. I'll go back and look at the play, but it was a big play for them, and then they end up converting on the third down. That was a big sequence for us. Right. No, I think when, whenever you have adversity, I think you look at all aspects, you know, touches for players and, and how we're distributing the ball. And I think that's something we all we have to look at across the board. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go back and look at it. You know, we got to look back with, with the offensive staff and, uh, you know, you know, and you throw the ball 11 times, but like, again, we ran the ball really well. So, uh, you know, we'll look at it and we have really good coaches, you know, and, and, and they're doing a great job and we'll continue to get better. Thanks, guys. Yep. That's head coach Matt Eberflus after the game. Uh, fellas, I'm going to sign off here. I got to get up super early and I'm on the East Coast and it's about midnight here. But uh, before I do you. so, welcome on to the show, Jordan. I'm going to start with you. Just give us your initial reactions and Matt Eberflus's reaction to this game and uh, what you'd like to see uh, moving forward. And once again, appreciate you being on. Of course, John. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful night. Uh, Danny, Tyler, excited to talk about the game with you. Uh, not much to say other than what do you expect? Uh, I look, we all want wins. I was, 
I'm not here to say like, look, I was right. Had the Packers winning in a prediction this morning, just a situation where I tend to believe that, look, when you consider who the Packers are as a, as a contender, the money that they're spending, you consider how this team was built. This is just one of those games you're going to have to rinse down the toilet a little bit and try to move on. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, we could talk for hours about all the different things that went on, but simply put, I can't tell you that I'm surprised when you built the team this way with this allocation of assets in certain areas. You know, I, I excuse me for a little bit. Just allow me to curse one time here because this is how I feel about it. The entire time I, I was sitting in my living room watching the game, I said, you know what? You want to fuck around? Then you can find out. And that's exactly what they did. When you have a team like the Packers, it doesn't matter who, really any NFL team, as Coach Iberflew said, when they get paid too, if you have an opportunity to put your foot on the throat of an opponent, you step on it. Right. The opportunities and the inches are everywhere. Fumbled snaps, uh, you know, opportunities to fit the run. You're, you're going forward on fourth and one. You're having different issues. Unacceptable. That's the reality of it. So uh, I can't say I'm too surprised. Hey, Jordan, I just want to say, first of all, bro, you do a great job on the Bar Flight Tailgate Show. This is where you, um, bro, like, like, you're right, bro. <laughs> you're right. And um, I and then what I, what I want to say to that point, and then Danny, I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, are we just lacking those assets? Because when you, Jordan, you literally just broke it down from a mathematical standpoint, bro. Like you can't be you can't be mad at this is what you're gonna put onto the field. But what I but but, but to that point. Is there growth? Like we we haven't now we get to see what our coaches look like after a loss. After a loss, we always want to learn after we win. But like this coaching staff after a loss, I'm hopefully I'm confident in versus our previous regime. But at the end of the day, are we just gonna can we expect a mediocre? I don't want to say mediocre game plan, Danny, because I felt like the monsoon game. It sucks. That I got to rely on the rain for a good game plan for us to win. But, like, Danny, can we expect, like, a good game plan going forward? Like, yeah, we should beat the Texans, but I don't want to win six to nine, bro. Like, can, is there going to be a successful game plan that's Justin's actually going to – that's Justin's actually going to throw over 20 on passes? Well, we'll have to see. I mean, that's the thing. Is like I'm sure the Texans are saying, "Oh yeah, we we can beat the Bears too." So you know, that's that's the thing. Is like every any game Sunday, any team can win. Uh, you know, and, and I would take a six to nine victory just as long as you get a victory because I mean it's hard to it's hard to win in the NFL. But I know what you mean, Tyler. You you want to see progress, and that's something we were talking about earlier. Is like we want to see this this offense kind of grow with Justin Fields and all that stuff. So I think, and Jordan, to your point in terms of you know. This is what you came up came to 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 the meal with, right? This is what you brought in terms of your ingredients. So you know, it don't don't expect it. You know, if it doesn't taste great, because you you went and shopped at, for example, Aldi instead of going to shopping at and one of them, you know, the, the the bigger major you know stores and all that stuff. I, I don't know. I'm just I just bad analogy right there, or whatever. But I did it. You're you know, right. <laughs> but it's just like it's like all right. You know, I think earlier I said you know we a lot of people expected this team to be 0 2 after these first two games. The fact that they're 1 1 is a positive, right? And I think right. the fact that Matt Eberflus's team does show discipline, does play well. Now today was was one of the first games that that I saw in which they showed. A lack of discipline, a little bit. They had seven penalties for fifty, you know, for fifty yards. In terms, so that's something that we had not seen with this, this coaching staff. So that's something that's going to be cleaned up. Uh, we touched on earlier, uh, Jordan. We only eleven pass attempts for for Justin Fields. You know, I I, I know Montgomery was was great in that that first drive, and then you went away from him, right? 
And then, and then yeah, eventually when you went back to him, lo and behold, you drove, drove right back down a football field again. So, you know, why go away from Montgomery? And then also why only limit Justin Fields to only 11 pass attempts? But again, like I said earlier, I don't want 40 pass attempts. I'm just saying, like, you got to give this kid some, some chance. Is it because, like John was touching on earlier, is it because you don't trust the pass protection? Is it because you don't trust the receivers? You know, if that's the case, how do you expect this offense to grow? So that, that's, that's the questions we had. One-on-one is a positive. You have a couple of opponents coming up here that you can beat, right? I'm not saying you're going to beat them, but you can beat them. So you should be you should be in that game. And if you play good special teams, you play good defense, you play disciplined football and limit those those, those penalties and, you, and you, you capitalize on your opportunities on offense, I think you could, could come out of this uh, of this next you know, two games, either 3-1 or 2-2. Two two. So, you know, again, for me, it's, it's all about Justin Fields. Tonight, Jordan, I don't know how you felt, but I think like his pocket presence was a little bit better. I know that 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 uh, ball over the the line of scrimmage was something that that's going to be kind of um, harped on him a little bit. But he's a he's a guy that I think kind of kind of did, did well today. He had three sacks. And I think Larry Borum on the offensive line played maybe one of his worst games in terms of pass blocking today. So uh, there are th- a lot of things to clean up here, right? In terms of positives. Yeah. Really, guys, the only positive I saw today was that front four got pressure on 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 Aaron Rodgers initially, right? In in, in the pass rush, uh, and, and anything else, I mean, really, it's it's you're gonna have to kind of look look back and, and read even on kickoff returns. I mean, Tristan Ebner, I know he had a couple nice returns, but there was one he kind of just stopped and just right. turned around and it was was shot down for like a, a 15 yard return. So it was like there were just weird things going on again. Their first, you know, road game uh, this year, young, young team, I think eighth youngest roster in the NFL. You know, could that be part of it as well? So a lot of things, you know, to throw I'm not, not, you know, down on the team, not down on the coaching staff. I just want to see progress. I think just today there wasn't much progress made in terms of when you watch the overall game. So, Jordan, I want to get you, I want to get your thoughts real quick, bro, because of course, everything that you just said in terms of like this is what you put onto the field. What did you think about the defense? Because obviously they scored more than what we did. We couldn't stop them with whatever many points. My, in my personal opinion, I felt like we missed a lot of tackles. And so the defense, I felt like obviously we addressed it with the two good picks. I feel like Robert Quinn showed that he's still great. I mean, like that sack was amazing. And we see Trevor Gibson stepping up um, with the, the um, Killer Mac departure. But what was your thoughts on the overall defense? And what, where did you see it falling apart? Yeah, I mean, Tyler, to me, it's – I promise I'm – Danny, I hope you understand, Tyler. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here. It's just this is a situation where I'm forced to have to question, what is the way that you're building this roster? And, look, I mean, I was a guy that was like, hey, you want to invest in a corner and a safety. I, I know Danny and I, we joke, like, <laughs> I value safeties. You don't. But I'm good with it if that's how you want to do it. But then what are you doing to support your young quarterback? This has been something that I've been have had a concern about. He's got four cheap years. If you want to call it five with the fifth-year option, that's fine. You are essentially taking a lighter and burning 40% of that contract because the rookie year was a wash. This year we're saying they're not going anywhere. You are burning 40% of your young quarterback who's supposed to take you places of his contract, and you're sitting there stuffing the cupboards with minimum salary contracts to Byron Pringle and Equinemia St. Brown because you want to go hire a defensive coach and invest in the defense. All that's hunky-dory and fine. Except the reality is if that offense isn't moving the ball, you can stack the defense with as much talent as you want. When they have to continue to trot their ass out there because your offense can't pick up first down, so it's constant three and outs, that dam is going to break. And then you want to sit there, and this goes back to the whole F around and find out. Let's go ahead and and see how he does against this tired defense. Like, it's just (laughs) run your head into a brick wall. Go for it. But it's just – it's maddening. I can't – 
this is these are the issues that you're going to find when you want to go hire a defensive coach, when you want to go invest and spend money on defense, and then you want to ask Justin Fields to save you on third and long, and he's working with Larry Borum, and you've got Braxton Jones, a fifth-round rookie, and I'm not here to bag on those guys, but guess what? People are drafted and put in a position that they are for a reason. There's a reason Rashawn Gary is a first-round pick. There's a reason why Preston Smith is a second-round pick. There's a reason why Kenny Clark was a first-round guy. You're going to get your ass and your teeth kicked in if you want to sit there and trot that out. I'm sorry I'm passionate. Just This is the no. shit that frustrates me. Good, good stuff, bro. That, no, that, no apology necessary. We love it. Um, hey, Danny, to, to Jordan's point, bro, to Jordan's point, I hate to say it, but based off of what he just said and based on what we just saw tonight, is it looking like more of a rebuild? I mean, because oh, yeah. if you think of, yeah. I mean, because nobody wants to admit that it's a reboot or restart. But I will say this last year in Miami was a bust. Respectfully, that's what they were saying in Miami. He was a bust. I think one time he, he was hurt or either bench for um for Fitz Magic. But what did the Dolphins do? They went out and got um Tariq. And so are we just – was this just the year that Poles just got rid of the high contracts? Yeah. And let's just get a thing in place. Next year we got a lot of cap money, Danny. What what, what do you think, bro? Yeah, and I've been saying this from from once once Poles took over and started doing all the maneuvers he was doing, that that became clear to me, evident to me, that he was going to clear clear all the, this cap, set, set this uh, first, season, first season with Eberflus and his staff to kind of set that culture, and then next year is going to go in and bring it. And then you touched on Miami, but yeah, Miami had the cap though. To go and get these players, they have the draft capital to go ahead and trade and make these, you know, make these pickups. So that's what that's what Poles is doing. They touch on it briefly today on on the broadcast, and in terms of you know he's building it the right way. You had to get rid of some of that, you know, some of that cap weight to, get, to kind of get yourself underneath the cap for next year. Because I think the Bears are carrying like sixty three million worth of dead cap for for players actually that, that are not even on the roster this year. So I think they're going to clear that out, and the next year you're going to start bringing in some of these players. My only thing was, all right. Justin, like John touched on it, Justin Fields in his second season, for me, it, it, I'm treating it like a rookie year because of what was, was going on last season. I just want to see that progress. If I see Justin Fields getting better and better, today I touched on some of his his pocket presence was a little bit better for me. Uh, I did see, still see some hesitation in terms of getting rid of that football, just kind of stepping back, planning your back foot and rip it, letting it rip. But if I'm seeing Justin Fields getting better and better, and I, and I know – just based off of early, just kind of what we've seen so far in terms of the evidence, I think this is going to be a, a, a solid, sound defense. I think they're going to be a, a team that that you know, that's smart, that's not penalized a lot. I think they're going to have a solid special teams, like I said, solid defense. And if I see Justin Fields getting better and better. Yeah, he doesn't have the great receivers to work with, but if you see that proof there in the pudding where this kid has a future, and I believe he does, I think, Tyler, you're, you're also in the, in the, in the camp well where – I believe Justin Fields is the Bears' future quarterback, and I just hope that you know that we see that growth here. Fans don't give up on him after a couple of games. Let's see what happens. But like I said, he gets better. This defense kind of builds that that you know that that foundation. This off this whole team builds that foundation. You get seven or eight victories in the season. To me, that's a successful season. I think then you go and you build from there. So yeah, to me, it, it is a rebuild. They might not say, they might not admit it. But like Jordan touched on, when you did what you did earlier in the offseason, when you got rid of all those players and all that salary cap, it kind of you kind of told us what you were planning on doing. So you know, a boatload of cash in terms of cap uh, cap money, and also your full allotment of draft picks. I think this offseason coming up is going to be a huge one for the Bears. Um, and so Danny, 
Hell yeah, bro. Like you're you're right, man. And I, and I, and I'm kind of getting excited about it because it, then as you were talking, I started to think about next year's draft. <laughs> like literally, like okay, what what do we do? Because Jordan just said this is what you're gonna put out there. This is what we got. Because now I'm thinking about is Vildor the man for that position? The flag, the out of position that I saw tonight. Is Kyler Gordon gonna be better there? But then who's gonna be in the nickel? Who's gonna tackle from the nickel position? Jordan, I want to hear your thoughts on. Kyler Gordon being at the um being at the nickel, but then then I know it's too early to talk about draft. <laughs> it might be a little bit too early to talk about the draft, but at the same time, I'm interested on who we're gonna bring. What the, what are those first two positions that we're gonna tackle? Um, that we're gonna bring in next year because if there is a, I believe we can do good. I believe we can get eight 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 or nine wins this year. That's my that's my that is my that is my true belief. Tough nose football. I hold I solely believe in Justin Fields because he he has the talent. He definitely has the talent. He could he can he can run with the best of them. But um, I guess jo- so. Jordan, real quick, Kyler Gordon, should he stay in the slot? Should he stay in the slot? I don't think you have a better option. I mean, this is the problem. Right, you want to ship off Thomas Graham and Tavon Young's now been cut from IR. I mean, who are you going to really roll out there, Josh Blackwell? I, this is the problem. And I'm with Danny, by the way. I didn't see this guy as somebody that I wanted to put in nickel. Danny, I don't even know how you felt about Roger McCurry. He wasn't available when they put, took Kyler, but that would have been my number one nickel at the point. But for all those fans that are, I mean, I, I know Don was here talking about we're ready to trash day two picks and all that. I want to be very clear in case I have typical fans that may not know this. Kyler Gordon, bar none, is playing the absolute most difficult position on defense. I don't, I will have that argument till the cows come home with anybody. As a nickel corner, you are asked to cover the entire route tree from the inside. There is no boundary. There is no sideline to help and assist you. You are inside, condensed, and you are asked to fit the run when they are running Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon right down your throat. He has to do it all as a rookie. And fine, you want to say that the Bears trust him to do that, then live with it, but don't get mad when your rookie has to learn the school of hard knocks on how to play the hardest position on defense. Like, this is, again, what – you reap what you sow. If this is what you're going to put out there, don't be surprised with those results. I think you're right, Jordan, because the nickel position, in my opinion, is probably the shortstop of the NFL. Yes. And uh, and and to that, and then Kyle Gore may be the best option because he was a dancer. He was a baseball player. He probably is the most athletic on the team. He just has to go through those humps. But like I was just with the tackling today it was the missed tackles if you're going to come down to the front i think danny talked about it earlier if you're going to come down and be in position you gotta make the tackle bro like you're on the field everybody should be tackling um danny thought yeah i mean and in terms of you know like uh gordon again again he's a rookie he's gonna make mistakes you know today wasn't one of his best showings again to me i don't want to keep harping on this but to me he's more of an outside corner but you know if, if you're gonna play him there hey you know let, let, let's say but the one thing he is he is aggressive he's a guy that does not mind coming down and sticking his nose in there so you got to give him credit there uh, another kid and you know, all these guys these young guys i just want to see them get better right the one thing I, I will touch on a positive on defense i do like what they're doing with on third down where they're bringing in what they're called what they're called their their nascar package right where, where they're kicking in either where it's grit gibson or dominique robinson the rookie and and they're bringing you know four good defensive pass rushers on the football field on third down so i do like that concept there what they're going there with you know and then obviously dropping you know dropping back five guys in, in in coverage and trying to you know trying to play some zone back there so you know there are things on defense that are positive again unfortunately today was just a bad game in terms of the defensive front was getting blown off the line of scrimmage by by the by the Packers offensive line and they're getting gashed by the running attack the rushing attack by by Green Bay you know in terms of, of next year again this is way early we're you know in terms of the draft but you talked you talked 
on it earlier, Tyler, in terms of what I think the Bears' needs are. Number one, first and foremost for me, is an interior uh, defensive tackle. I think I think that three technique is, is a position that has not been filled. Justin Jones had a, had a yeoman's effort today. I know he's been playing well, uh, but he's not the typical traditional three technique. And I think what you need in this this defense is a three technique, a true traditional game wrecker up, up front there. So I think defense tackle is, is an area I've, I'm scouting heavily for, for next you know season's draft. I think the, the uh, receiver position is going to be another position that you're going to have to attack, whether it's free agency, veteran free agency, or or during the draft. You know, so th- those are another couple of uh, areas you have to look at there as well. And and we got to see how this offensive line gels and plays well together. You know, is Lucas Patrick the long-term, you know, answer at center, right? Is he is he going to be your right guard? Is Tevin Jenkins a guard? You know, is, is Larry Borm your answer at right tackle? I, th- I think so far so good in terms of knock on wood in terms of Braxton Jones. You know, he's a guy at left tackle. If you found your left tackle in the fifth round, that's one hell of a hit there. So, you know, that, that's the one thing is, is if you got you – know, at, least, at least you have your offensive line set up where you have, you know, Jones and, and white hair – and 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 let's say Lucas Patrick at center. Now you can kind of you know mix match with with right side and see is is Borm going to be your right tackle? Is he going to be your right guard? Are you going to have to go out and get out you know get a right tackle in the draft or outside the organization? So the, the up front, offensive line, defensive line. Once those two units are are solidified, then I can work out and and just kind of work from from the peripheral there as well. So again, I, my my whole thing this year is just see growth. And development in these players again win totals is not going to be a, a you know a, a big thing for me obviously i don't want to see them just winning one or two games i want to see them being competitive and, and win their share fair fair share of games but i'm not looking look for playoffs or anything like that this year i want to see them build that culture you know build build you know these these young players confidence and how have some building blocks you know going into next off season as well so uh, that, that that's what i'm gonna be looking for this year Hey, Jordan, um, before we wrap things up, any final thoughts about this particular game? Yeah, I mean, this particular game, I mean, I could spew from a few different angles. Uh, I, look, I get it. You want to get Lucas Patrick some reps. I think that you're – we want to talk about this offensive line and how you're trying to put it together. I don't think that they're necessarily going to gel after two weeks, but I don't think you're doing any favors to anybody by sitting there and going, hey, Sam Mustafer, right guard. Go ahead and learn how you're going to have to do uh, ace blocks where you're basically trying to work up to the second level with Tevin. And then, oh, by the drop of a dive, go ahead and now figure it out with Lucas Patrick. And my whole thing is if you have no intention of Lucas Patrick being a guard and you know he's going to be your center, what are you doing putting him there? That serves you no good. Now, if you think he's a guard, you want to solidify Sam Mustafer as the guy, I guess. I just don't know what you're doing there. You want to talk about Roquan Smith. Don't think he fit the run very well. I don't think he's ever particularly shown a willingness to fit the run. Doesn't stack and shed on blocks as well, and that's what you get when you want to draft an off-ball linebacker that's six foot two thirty. Um, I mean, you want to talk about he runs sideline to sideline. I'm watching Aaron Jones find a way to get outside on his ass. Right? Like, yo, well, let's go hire a defensive coach that will discipline. Right? Let's discipline. I know he's wrapping up. It's I'm trying to shit on the Bears, but look, you, you get you get me like that. I mean, I put it on. I stand by this. I watched that game. And I saw one team that wanted it more. I know that that's usually which one wants it more. No, it was very clear. There was one team that came in and said, I want it more. And I'm going to push your ass down the field. And if you don't like it, do something about it. And the Bears laid their ass down and said, okay, go ahead. Because they started out playing middle of the field close, bringing safeties down. And they kept doing that. And the Packers still pushed them off the ball and run. You want to put Justin Fields on fourth and one and run the ball? I like it. I actually like QB power. I'm good with it. I don't even mind it from shotgun, but you want to sit there and tell me that 
you're just going to sit there and have your offensive line try to push? Is Where's Blazing game? You don't want to motion a jet sweep across to try to get the defense shifting across? You don't want to have a Y insert where Cole commits in motion and then he's leading up with or Blazing game? You want to sit there and ask Justin to do it all, and this is the entire thing, and I'll end with this. I, to Danny's point, I, I, I don't, I'm not as high on the pocket movement. Took a sack where Braxton Jones let up a sack per what PFF would call it. He sat in the pocket too long. Time to throw needs to come down. That's the whole issue. I get you want to make big plays, but you can't sit there and try to step up and not think that somebody on the back end, it's the one where he fumbled. So my whole issue is, I get it. You want to put training wheels on Justin Fields. You want to run the ball. Guess what? Every defensive coordinator knows you want to run the ball. So when you get stuffed and it's second and long, stop running draw, stop running zone, roll Justin Fields out. Do him a favor because what you're doing right now is you're getting in these third and long situations and saying, Justin, please save us with a offensive line where the defensive line that they're going against pins their ears back. They know they can get after him. And, oh, by the way, your only real established receiver is Darnell Mooney, and he doesn't have Allen Robinson to be a decoy this year to work off of it. He is the number one guy. It's There are short circuits in various parts of this roster, and it's, this is not like burn it down. I think that they can compete with lesser teams, but don't be surprised. When they go up against better teams, whether it be the Eagles, whether it be the Bills, of course, things, players and teams of that sort where they get washed. It's, it's going to happen if this continues. Yeah, t- teams with better talents, it's, it's, it, you know, talent overall is, is, is going to end up showing up on Sundays and, and a team with better talent typically w- wins wins games. But going back to Tevin Jenkins real quick, I, th- I think that experiment – uh, I, I think they're 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 still not sold on Tevin Jenkins. I think the 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 acquisition of Alex Leatherwood is 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 you know a, a key uh, you know, element of that as well. I think once he's healthy and once Patrick is is back healthy, I think you'll see Lucas Patrick at center, and then then I see the rotation being between Leatherwood and Tevin Jenkins uh, at right guard. I think I think that's that's who they're kind of be kind of seeing. Maybe I think they envision maybe Leatherwood more of a of a right guard for them than than a Tevin Jenkins. So you know don't be. Don't be uh, surprised if Tevin Jenkins is, doesn't end the season on, on the Bears roster. It may be a trade or, or whatnot, mm. but uh, that's 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 that offensive line situation. And, and in terms of the, um, in, in terms of what Jordan was saying with 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 uh, Justin Fields, you know, in, in terms of you know, getting that passing game going, Luke Getzey is a first time offensive coordinator, guys. I think you know he's a guy we get we got to forget. He's he, you know he's kind of learning on a job as well. So you know, let's see how he develops as, as a play caller. Let's see how he gets gets comfortable there. And in terms of you know making making those adjustments, making those you know those those, those play calls and, and getting the, the offense in in a better situation. I just seem like this in today's game. Whenever whenever it's like second and fifteen or second and or third and eighteen, like you, you knew that it was pretty much that series was over with. Let's just get the ball you know off to a screen or. or handoff and let's get off the football field so you know that's the one thing with, with this offense it's going to have to start i think the defense is going to get better and better as as these younger guys kind of gel and, and play as, as better as a unit but i think the offensively they're gonna have to kind of keep pace here with with the defense to be able to complement them because today there were just way too many times you know as a defensive front you're getting gashed by the offensive line by by the packers and now your offense takes over three and out bam you're back on a football field so i think i you know if they had kind of held you know uh, the ball a little bit longer had a couple of uh you know, a couple of, you know, uh, series where they kind of got a couple first downs, gave the defense some time to kind of catch their breath. Maybe would have seen a better effort in terms of the run defense. But again, once it got West side of rolling downhill, the offense couldn't do anything up until that, you know, midway through that third quarter. Uh, I, I think, you know, that that's, and, and notice once they got that long drive and they, they, they scored, you know, defense came back on the field and they got the Packers off the football field again. So, you know, I, I think that's kind of, you have to complement each other. Right. So I think that's where we're going to see the growth and, and what feels again, 
you know, you know, it's still a work in progress uh, for me. I, I just want to see him kind of continue to get better and better and better. Uh, you know, in terms of, you know, his weapons, they are what they are right now. Right. So, you know, we can't expect that to, to change overnight. But, you know, are, are you now being able to to lead this team, down, you know, to be more competitive in terms of being able to get first downs, being being in football games, putting points on the board is what I want to see. And, and it's similar to what, you know, Josh Allen happened. It will happen to Josh Allen at Buffalo. You know, his first couple of seasons at the helm, it, it wasn't pretty. You know, there, there, there are questions about Josh Allen in terms of his ability to work from the pocket, you know, his his uh, ability to, to attack downfield, even though he had, he had a big arm. You know, his accuracy issues were, were something that Buffalo was talking about a lot. But what happened was they continued to kind of add, you know, weapons to that offense, build the offensive line around him, build a system that that kind of complements it and brings out the best of him. And that's the one thing I, I talked about last year was I kept harping on that coaching staff was put your players in the best position to succeed. You know, not everyone is a pocket passer. Not everyone is, is an athletic quarterback. But you, your every player has a skill set, and just put that player in a position to succeed until they grow. So Justin Fields right now is an athletic quarterback, and now you're building him to be a pocket passer. So you know they touched on it quickly today with with his footwork. I think that's a big difference there. You saw the similarities in terms of how they have him set up now in the pocket uh, and, and shotgun, uh, similar to how they have Aaron Rodgers set up. I think that's something that Luke Getzey Parnell brought with him. Uh, from from Green Bay, so let, let's see how it develop. Let's see him get comfortable in that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And again, that's what I'm looking for. I want to see by by the midseason, by the end of the year, is Justin Fields more efficient in the pocket? Is he running this offense, you know, uh, efficiently? And now is is he complement? Is the offense complementing this defense? And are they getting better? You know, whether it's six, seven, eight victories, as long as that I see that progress, I'm good because I know what this season is. I'm looking forward towards the next year and beyond. Hey Danny, you just said you just said some great stuff, bro. And you gave me perspective and a lot of bear friend perspective because you're right about Josh Allen, bro. Truly right about Josh Allen. We can say that about a lot of people, even Herbert. I mean, still a little bit, he kind of exploded to the scene. But what I'm saying is, Danny, first thing you said earlier in the show, this being Justin Fields' rookie season. That was my thought process during the summer. I wholly agree with that thought process because new coach, new right coach. And just like and, and and more not just not not just Matt, but more Luke of like Luke knows championship football. Like he knows what championship football looks like. Luke has talked about having grace with a young quarterback, still getting familiar with the NFL. And so that being said, us not having the the young talent around him with this game, I am I'm not pissed. I'm trying to be calm. I'm calm right now. But, like, I'm very upset that we didn't tackle, Danny. I really, man, I really thought we were going to tackle better. And that's what I'm more upset about, disturbed about. Like, Roquan was in position, and he didn't tackle. Um, We saw Gordon in position, he didn't tackle. And I'm like, guys, what's – come on. That's that's not hit, that's not hit principle. I, I hate the hashtag stuff, and we don't follow through on the stuff. Like, come on. This is, like – national tv this was a prime this was the night i thought we were going to change the perception of america i'm so sick of all the like the banter about the bears but then you can't be mad about it when this is every time we show up on on national tv this is how we show up i'm like damn this is why this is why these people run it they run their simulators and they got us at the bottom third of the league yeah, but but we were an inch from being 17-24 within a one score of the Packers. Right? Exactly. So that's the thing. Is like, and they should have been, in my opinion. Exactly. That, that was my opinion. Exactly. So that's the thing is like, 
So you, you, I know all the negative that we saw in the first half, and the, but we saw some positive. We saw the team bounce right. back, and that's what I, that's what encourages me. So that's why you know going forward, you know, in, in terms of the you know the, the missed tackles, I think this is a coaching staff that's going to harp on that. You know, I, right. I expect Gordon to get better in terms of you know tackling. I expect him to come down and set a hard edge when he when he's you know and run support. You know, you know Roquan in terms of you know he's never been a take on linebacker. He's been more of a you know sideline sideline you know kind of flow into the gap and, and get up field. That's why I think that that weak side linebacker. And in this spot in this defense is going to be something that he should flourish in. But there's also a reason why the Bears didn't give him the contract he was expecting. Maybe the Bears don't see him as that type of linebacker as well. So we'll see how that plays out throughout the you know the course right. of the season as well here as well. So there's a lot of question marks and a lot of things to look forward to in terms of how this this roster gets built eventually when we're all expecting him to compete for divisions and complete, and complete for playoff spots. So you know that, that's it's that's the thing that kind of as a scout in the heart, you know, I like, I like seeing players develop and get better. So, you know, I right. see talent here and there, you know, I, uh, I see, you know, I think Gordon's a talented kid. I, 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 I know uh, Roquan Smith is a talented linebacker and I, and I think this coaching staff knows what to do with these players. So let's see how they fit. And that's something I'm looking forward to week in and week out, you know, like next week for the Texans, I think they could win. Will they win? I have no idea, but I want to see, Justin get better. I want to see the offense get better, you know, maybe attack more downfield. I want to see them continue building that, that rushing attack with David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. I want to see that progress there. And I, and I want to see the defense continue to put pressure with their front four on, on the opposing quarterback. And let's see how these these young cornerbacks can can cover. And let's see, you know, Kildo Vildor. He's another kid. I know he got flagged today as well. But, you know, there, there, there are times where he's made some plays down there as well. And like, I think he could play the nickel position. But, Obviously, that the team feels differently, but you know that these are young players that I want to see develop, and I want to see I want to see them you know make make some plays here. Um, Jordan, as a, we said your last thoughts about this game, Dan, just thank you for saying that because looking towards next week, because I feel like we're going to learn a lot in this game, and the reason why I'm not mad because Dan just made the point. I trust my I, I trust this coaching staff. I trust this coaching staff to coach guys up. And that's what we needed. And that's what I felt like we didn't have over the last four years. Coach these guys up properly from a fundamental standpoint, and we're laying that foundation. So I feel like we're going to get it corrected. I don't think the Bears are out of playoff contention yet. <laughs> we're not out, Danny, until the math says we're out. Right. And I, I, I love a dark horse. And so we can, we can, we can be that team. But, but that being said, um, Jordan, next week against the Texans, what are, you, what are your thoughts about the matchups? What are your thoughts, bro? Yeah, you know, I mean, let's. It's, it's kind of the one final point I forgot to talk about, but it, it's it doesn't matter regarding Packers or not. It goes to any other team. Is I, I, something I don't think we're talking about enough. We talk about the pass attempts, but the reality is, whether you don't trust the offensive line, you don't trust the receivers, you don't trust Justin Fields to make the right decision. I don't. Whatever you decide, the reason is the one thing that we can't argue is I don't think it's any doing any fairness, any justice to Justin Fields to sit there and say, please deliver when we ask you to in limited spots, if we don't do anything to build a rhythm for you in the passing game. I didn't right. see a wide receiver screen. I didn't see any of the cool little unique tight end screens to get Cole Komet into a routine. I'm not seeing regular high-low patterns that are being hit. If you want to say it's Justin Fields, fine. But do me a favor and try to get the guy more than eight pass attempts in three quarters. I don't think it's fair to your quarterback to ask him to deliver without getting into a rhythm and building his confidence. And that goes to the Texans game where, look, it's going to be an emotional game. Lovey's coming back to town, all this other stuff. He's going against another second-year quarterback that's looked relatively promising. Uh, Damian, Damian Pierce, uh, 
The Florida running back looks to be relatively good. Kenyon Green got his first start today. Of course, you've got Brandon Cooks there and a few uh, – Nico Collins, big X receiver. You want to talk about a guy that will challenge at the catch points and that Justin Fields is missing. That's what we're looking at on that offense. As far as that defense, it's a zone-heavy scheme. It should be something relatively similar to what he's seeing in, in practice. This is the Lovey Smith defense. Matty Refluce is an acolyte of that system via Rod Marinelli. Big concern there is Derek Stingley. Anybody that's been watching him has been the absolute real deal. Well, Locke, I mean, let me put it this way. Look, I know we all love Darnell Mooney. Book it. Derek Stingley is deleting him from the game. I've seen him do it with every every receiver he's faced so this far. And then you have Jalen Petrie playing the star position that is playing the nickel role. It was taken a couple picks before uh, Brisker, I believe it was. And he's been a really solid player in fitting the run as well as just understanding how to play zones and run that defense because he comes from Baylor with Dave Aranda, who's one of the best at college football at the moment. So uh, they've got a, a competitive team. They've fought throughout games, lost today, of course, against Denver, but uh, shouldn't be taken lightly, nor should the – I know you're not asking about this, but nor should the Giants. Uh, they're, they're, they're a real team too. I mean, look, we want to talk about go hire the defensive coach. I can't help but look at a GM and head coach pairing with Brian Dable and, and uh, Brian uh, Joe Schoen, Joe Shane as a head coach and, and GM that with Danny Jones <laughs> and Saquon Barkley and a makeshift offensive line and Sterling Shepard are finding a way to pull out wins. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, I understand everybody thought those were for sure wins. I would just say, take a real hard look and understand that they get paid too. And it may be a little bit of tough sledding. Um, I think you made another great point, bro. <laughs> like you should be getting an NFL job. Like that was no that that was some good comparison breakdown because at the end of the day the game's got to be played and everybody's coming there to win and so like at the going forward what you what you just literally just said about even going towards the next week how are we going to attack the Texans because they're the cool thing is they're trying to figure out their offense too in my opinion well from what I saw they're trying to figure out that offense too but I I do like love I love Lovey Smith I got all respect for that man. Probably should have never been fired from the Bears after going 10 and 6 to make the playoffs. And so um, they're trying to establish something down in Texas. Can we beat them? I definitely think we can. But, Danny, I don't think we can do it if we're going to give Justin 10, 10 pass attempts. And so, like, I mean, like, why should it be that hard? But to your point, to your point, Jordan, like, Justin, save us without the repetitions. This is, not, this, this is truly not ideal. And then Justin end up looking looks bad for it. And so, but um, with Debo, all these guys, Danny, real quick, just like in terms of next week, bro, you see us winning that game, but how are we going? Is it going to be an ugly, low scoring game? We pull it off with a Carlos, with a Cairo, with a, with a, with a, with a Cairo kick, or is it Justin Fields showing that, hey, he could throw t- three, four touchdown passes? Yeah, Todd just just went John Fox on us with with, with Carlos Santos, but uh, it's, know, it's, right? it's it's Cairo Santos. But it's uh, I know, I know. no, it's it's it, again. I mean, they they played Denver today. The Texans did, and they, they played them tough. I mean, I know they lost a, a, the close game, but again, like Jordan's point, this is the Lovey Smith defense that the Bears are playing. Basically, I mean, it's it's they've got the different wrinkles to it. So the the Bears you know, offensive. You know, team should should be pretty similar to what they're going up against if they face this kind of defense every every day in practice. So, you know, I, I, for me, again, it, it's going to be establishing the, the rushing attack and, and 
David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, you know, and then working your play action. That, that's how the system works is, is get that writing game going. And now you got play action, whether it's, you know, it's passes downfield and, and rollouts and all that stuff. But uh, I mean, Texans, they, they play tough, they play hard. You know, those two players that, that you mentioned, Jordan, you know, Petrie is, is, is a kid of safety. I like, I like higher, I had higher than, than, than Brisker uh, and, and the other kid, um, Stingley was was my, one of my top cornerbacks as well. So obviously I'm higher than Gordon as well. But yeah, I mean those are two guys that are they're young foundation pieces for the Texans and they're they're playing well. So you know they, they come in with talent. Uh, obviously you know Davis Mills is a second year quarterback. I, I I like I like our front four. I like the way our front four is playing. I like the way they're getting upfield and, and then getting pressure on the quarterback. It's just a matter of not you know fooling Davis Mills and, and getting him you know to throw us a, a couple of picks and uh, and I think that that's where it starts. Right? You know control the ball. You know, allow Justin Fields to kind of open up the offense, hopefully a little bit, and then you know see if he can make turnovers. But again, Davis Mills goes up against the same kind of defense and practice as well, so you know he's going to be well prepared for this for this uh, coming game as well here too. So I think these are these are going to be two teams that are going to be kind of evenly matched. And you know, do the Bears have a chance to win? Of course, they have a chance to win. I just I just think that you know keep it you know keeping a close play, clean game. You know, one of the reasons why I think maybe the coaching staff might come back tomorrow and say the reason why Justin Fields only had 11 pass attempts because I mean time of possession. I mean they, it was it was 20 to nine, 20 minutes to nine minutes in the first half. I think the final numbers were 37 minutes for the Packers and 22 minutes and 45 seconds for the Bears in terms of time of possession. So I think you know obviously the Packers had the ball much longer. That's that goes hand in hand with with the running attack, right? You can't stop the run. They're gonna keep pounding the ball down your throat, and then you know you have to get them off the football field. So I think that that's one of the reasons why the coaching staff is gonna come back and say. Oh, well, you know, we didn't have time of possession. So we'll see how that works out. But yeah, I mean, you know, incorporate the running game and then incorporate some, some, you know, passes downfield and just, you know, play clean football. I think that's how you're going to go ahead and, and I think, you know, beat the Texans. And I think, you know, are they going to beat them for sure? Like, I don't know, but I think they're going to have a, a pretty good chance to beat them. Real quick, we just want to shout out everybody in the chat room. Thank you for like coming out, spending your evening with us. We appreciate you all. I mean, we're here for you all. And um, you guys bring the life to the party. And um, we don't want to drag it out too much longer. We want to get some quick final thoughts going around the table. But um, everybody in the chat, like, yo, I feel you. And I could be more upset right now, but I believe in this coaching staff. Like, Danny, I lost some money. But it's okay because I feel like and I, I'm going to make it back. I know I'm going to make it back. I believe in this team. I believe in Justin Fields. But more importantly, like, Matt Eberflus, like, I, 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 like the, I, I want to see how he bounces back. And I'm truly excited about next week. Jordan, I know I'm mistaken. You said the Barfly Tailgate Show later, early on. <laughs> but, bro, tell everybody about what you're doing on the, on the network, bro, and where they can find you, what you got going on. Absolutely. And any final thoughts? No, again, and Tyler, Danny, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for having me on and talking about this. I appreciate it. Chat, thank you all so much. As, as Tyler was saying, we do this for you. I mean, yes, we would always find a way to talk to each other, shoot the shit, but really this is done because of your interaction. So we appreciate you all hanging out. You can find me, uh, name tag down here, Jordan T. Silvera at Twitter. Uh, I do a top 10 takeaways immediately at the conclusion of every game. That just, that's just that been up since the game ended. It should be the newest thing. That's uh, a long thread if you're just looking for my immediate takeaways as I'm typing it up during the game. Other than that, do bare necessities every Saturday morning, breaking down takeaways and keys to victory for that opponent, pivotal plays from the last week, and a general Q&A. And then, of course, Sunday mornings doing the Barfly Tailgate show with Aaron Current, Chris Watts, uh, Ryan Kirkland Billings, and that's where you can find me. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, in terms of final thoughts for me, again, it, it was it was a game that I really didn't have high expectations in terms of Bears winning. 
Uh, I, I think you know they they were one you know one bad call away from from making a one score game you know late in the fourth quarter, which to me shows you know a, a good you know effort, a good good fight in this in this team, a, a good belief in the coaching staff. So, you know they they, they should have been it should have been 17-24 in that fourth quarter, but you know it didn't go our way. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought they were going to be going to they're one and one. That's a positive. Like, you know, they have a, a, a little bit of a, a soft schedule coming up here. If you if you want to call it soft with, with the Texans and, and the Giants coming in, I know the Giants are two. No, but that, that's a that's a pretty soft two. No, I mean, they, they could have lost that first game easily. And again, this this past weekend and today they played the Carolina Panthers with with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. So that 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 tells you what what they went up against today. So, uh, so I, I don't think the Giants are any sort of you know juggernaut as well. So I think these next two games are very winnable for the Bears. But again, they, they're going to kind of have to build off of that that you know week one positive vibe, right? Which is defense, special teams, you know, play clean, free football, and now and offensively just kind of work work your way up. And in terms of you know establishing that passing attack to kind of complement your rushing attack. So you know if you can do that. You know, and and then just pull up a couple of victories here. I think I think you know if you go into the next two games and you're three and one, I think everyone's going to be excited about this football team. Thousand percent, thousand percent, Danny and Jordan. Like uh, this, this was great. We wish, we we hope John has a good peaceful evening. And as we get out of here, the chat, you all were incredible. Final thoughts. I'm freaking still Jack for the season. I fully believe the Bears are going to go get get over six wins. Um, this was just a test of that division, that division to where we're at in class. But I um, I just want to see how we bounce back the next two, three weeks, especially against the Vikings. Danny, my opinion, the next two games, I want to – the next test is how we do again. Can we be better than the Packers were against the Vikings? That's what I want to see um, going forward. But um, we're one and we're one. And one um, but besides that, we appreciate you all. Don't take this to heart. Like, everyone, real quick before we get out of here, have an amazing freaking week. Like, win, lose, or draw, guess what? The players got paid already, all right? So don't let this impact your week. Have an amazing freaking day. Wake up tomorrow. It's already tomorrow. Punch Monday in the face. Be great. Be amazing. One thing I'll leave you with, I wake up with gratitude so I don't walk around with entitlement. Show love. Be grateful. And just be the best you can be. And you know what? It's all going to work out. You know what? And then then we got a Bears Super Bowl coming up within the next 10 years. I'll put a 10 years on it. And so um, Bears Nation from the Barroom Network, we truly appreciate you all. Danny, Jordan, my brother John, Aldo, the wizard behind the curtain. We love you all here at the Barroom Network. Shout out to Mike North. Bless me this morning. And um, the Barfly Tailgate Show, um, John and two, you got um, John Tooth, Fantasy Football. We got so many things popping on um, the Barroom Network. Follow the channel. Um, put the notifications on for um for the YouTube channel. And um, Ayo, we'll, we're, we're down tonight, but we will be back. Good night. Bear down, everybody.